The Supreme Court releases more rulings. California shows just how immoral they are again. And how is Joe Biden not being investigated or impeached? This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, getting my place together. Gonna fly a drone this afternoon. I don't have to work out today. I passed my 30-day physical fitness test. I, it's a good day. A little late today because I, I didn't write this last night. I was working on my book. I hope Chad enjoys it. He's going to be reading a little bit of it. So anyway, let's get to the news. So the Supreme Court has released two more rulings. One is very good. The other, not so much, but it's kind of expected. It's inevitable. And the court is doing what they're supposed to do. See, here's the whole thing that I, I think no one quite understands on the left, that the court has to do what the court has to do. And that's determined if something in the lower courts or a law is constitutional, is based off the Constitution or not. Roe versus Wade wasn't based off the Constitution, so therefore they got rid of it. Um, this first rule ruling is a victory for the Biden administration. I think it's a bad, it's a bad, I don't think it's a bad ruling. I think it's a bad policy. I think the fact that the Biden administration wants to follow it is bad, but the reality is the court made a good ruling. It was, uh, let's start, well, let's get to it. Okay. So here's Biden. Biden does get a victory of sorts. Uh, according to the Supreme Court, the Remain in Mexico policy developed under the Trump administration can be ended by the Department of Homeland Security. According to Fox News, the Supreme Court ruled Thursday in a 5-4 decision, and you could actually call it a 6-3 decision. Uh, it really wasn't close. Uh, that the Biden administration can repeal the Trump administration's migrant protection protocols, commonly known as the Remain in Mexico policy, reversing a lower court's ruling. Under the, that policy, migrants seeking entry into the United States had, a stay in Mexico, had to stay in Mexico as they waited hearings. The Trump administration put the policy in place so that migrants would not be released into the United States. The Biden administration had tried to repeal the policy, but was previously blocked by a lower court. At issue was whether the Department of Homeland Security's suspension and subsequent termination of the policy violated federal law that requires that migrants be detained or, if they arrive from a continuous country, be sent back. Okay, again, I told you, this is not a shocker. It's a disappointing ruling. It's not a shocker. I don't think... I, I'm surprised it ended up the way it ended up. Uh, the justices that voted for it were, of course, the three liberal justices. John Roberts, who... I'm pretty sure is a liberal justice, and Brett Kavanaugh. And unfortunately, even though I would have liked to have seen it be reversed, the reality is I think the ruling was correct. Um, but what this also shows is what happens when you have an impotent co Congress. Congress does nothing. Congress does not make law. Congress basically delegates to a bureaucracy, which is what the Department of Homeland Security has done. And then the Department of Homeland Security determines 
what's happening. Now, unfortunately for the Trump administration, they did put this on the Department of Homeland Security. So the Department of Homeland Security can make that decision. Now, I, I mean, I hate this because basically what's happening is people are crossing the border illegally and they're just being released into the country, at least with the stay in Mexico policy, which, by the way, was negotiated with Mexico. Trump didn't just make this thing up. He negotiated all this with the Mexicans, with the Mexican president, and they all agreed to this. But because he gave it to the Department of Homeland Security, the bureaucracy, well, now they've decided we don't want to do this anymore, and yeah, well, you gave them the right. They can do it. I know there is several arguments about this, um, the, but and I'm kind of ignoring those arguments. One of them is that um, we shouldn't, this is causing an undue burden on Mexico. Well, you could make that argument. It's not a great argument because Trump and the Mexican president actually argued against that. So they, they both negotiated this deal. So Mexico was fully on board with it. And so it, it's that's not really a thing. It's not putting an undue bur burden onto Mexico that Mexico is not ex accepting. And I know the argument that most of the people are coming not from Mexico, but from Central and South America. That is a decent argument. I, I understand that argument. But that doesn't change the fact that they had to go through Mexico to get to the United States, and Mexico did let them get through. To get to the United States. So as far as I'm concerned, the burden is on Mexico. So I don't buy those arguments. So Fox News continues. The court argued that the return to Mexico policy, quote, applies exclusively to non-Mexican nationals who arrived at ports of entry that are located in the United States, end quote, and that therefore the executive branch cannot, quote, unilaterally return these migrants to Mexico, end quote. Roberts cited a Biden administration claim that the policy has negatively impact other areas of relations with Mexico. Um, that's a bad argument because, again, Mexico did agree to that. And not to mention, Mexico realized they were causing a lot of the problems in the United States to the point where they secured the, the, their northern border, which is our southern border, and they secured their southern border border further by putting in something like 25,000 military personnel to try and block the border. So Mexico acknowledged that they were causing a lot of this problem. Um, and, and by the way, the I really don't give a damn where the illegal aliens go. I don't give a damn what country they go to. They're, they don't belong here. So our opposite is don't drop a, they cross the Mexican border, Mexican U.S. border. So yeah, they should go back to Mexico. So I don't agree with that, but it's there. So uh, Fox News continues, yet under the Court of Appeals interpretation, section 1225B2C, authorized that the district court to force the executive, force the executive to the bargaining table with Mexico over a policy that both countries wish to terminate and to supervise its continuing negotiations with Mexico to ensure that they are conducted in good faith, Roberts wrote. Roberts, that freaking coward, piece of crap, anti-American. Anyway, that stark consequence confirms the conclusion that Congress did not intend 
section 1225b to c to tie hands of the executive manner in this manner the court also noted congress gave the department of homeland security the discretion to utilize a third option for migrates which is parole and when they say which is parole it means release them into the country so yep this is the problem with our current system and we need to make an amendment in the constitution that basically does not give bureaucracies that kind of power that's where it comes down to congress needs to do their job congress doesn't want to do their job can you name five things congress has passed in the last two years last 18 months i bet you can't because they don't pass anything they pass pet projects and crap like that it they're they're, they're absolutely terrible but again, unfortunately, Donald Trump's, the Trump administration did give the DHS their power and Congress didn't fight it. So DHS does have the power to sit there and say, we don't want to do this anymore. Fox News continues, every administration, including the Trump and Biden administration, has utilized this authority to some extent, the court said. Justice Kavanaugh also referenced the parole option in a concurring opinion, stating that both parole and return are legally permissible options, meaning that return to Mexico policy is not mandatory. So in other words, Roberts says that the policy isn't something that they have to enforce. Uh... I don't know. I think Kavanaugh is proving to be kind of an iffy justice. Remember, with the overturning of Roe versus Wade, it was Kavanaugh they were after. Because Kavanaugh is the iffy justice. Roberts is, as far as I'm concerned, he's he's not a, even a moderate. He's kind of a, a progressive judge. So, But Kavanaugh, yeah. I mean, he's right. I, I won't say he's not right. Um, but I'm just not thrilled with it. How about that? Because now, yeah, now we have no choice. They're going to end this policy and let all these illegals. I'm watching Fox News right now, and there's hundreds of illegals crossing the Rio Grande getting into the United States. No one's doing a effing thing about it. Okay, um, there were two dissenting opinions, one from Amy Coney Barrett, and she kind of took the typical cowardly approach to it. Fox News says... Justice Barrett, in his dissenting opinion, said she agreed with the majority's view of the relevant immigration law. In other words, the majority was correct. That's why I say it wasn't just a 5-4 decision. It was actually a 6-3 decision. She's agreeing with what the majority is saying. Uh, but believe that the court's opinion in a separate case issued two weeks ago impacted the issue of whether lower courts had the jurisdiction to hear the case in the first place. Instead of ruling on the case, she argued, the Supreme Court should have sent the case back down to a lower court to consider the recent decision. Quote, I agree with the court's analysis of its merits, but not with its decision to reach them. So this, what she, this is what judges do all the time. They don't want to make a decision, decision, so what they do is they kick the can down the road and they pass the buck back down to the lower court to straighten their decision. This does one of two things. It takes the onus off the Supreme Court and it actually delays everything. So basically, she would have ruled on that. She would have had to make a ruling next year. Uh, and she was just kicking the can down the road. This is a, uh, as far as I'm concerned, this is a cowardly way to do things. Now, the th 
the conservative judges, the three conservative judges, and I'll say two conservative judges because I'll put a asterisk next to Gorsuch. He's made some rulings that are not conservative in the least. But Alito and uh, but he did agree with Alito and Thomas. He said, and Fox News continues with this. In a more contentious dissent, Justice Samuel Alito, joined by Justices Clarence Thomas and Neil Gorsuch, argued that the government does not have the authority to release migrants into the U.S. if it is believed that they are not eligible for admission. Now, he's right, but that doesn't actually change the real issue in play. So, they're right. And let me, well, b- before I get to that, let me read the what Alito wrote. When it appears that one of these aliens is not admissible, many may the government simply release the alien in this country and hope that the alien will show up for the hearing at which his or her entitlement will, to retain will be decided. Congress has provided a clear answer to that question. The answer is no. Due to the huge numbers of aliens who attempted to enter illegally from Mexico, DHS does not have the capacity to detain all inadmissible aliens encountered at the border. And no one suggests that DHS must do the impossible. But rather than avail itself to Congress's clear statutory alternative to return inadmissible aliens to Mexico while they await proceedings in this country, DHS has concluded that it may forego the option altogether and instead of simply release and simply release into the country untold numbers of aliens who are very likely to be removed if they show uh, if they show up to their removal hearings this practice violates the clear terms of the law but the court looks the other way um absolutely correct in a moral in a legal standpoint but here's the problem that's not the question in front of the judge the question in front of the supreme court is can DHS terminate the Remain in Mexico policy? Do they have the right to determine, to say, this is the end of this policy? And unfortunately, they do. Now, what he's talking about, what Alito and Clarence Thomas and Neil Gorsuch are talking about, they're talking about laws that need to be followed by the U.S. government. The U.S. government's not following those laws, and that's basically what he's saying. He wants to keep the Remain in... They want to keep the Remain in Mexico policy active because they're not following the laws. That's a congressional problem. That's not a Supreme Court problem. And to be honest with you, I think the conservative judges are overstepping their bounds here. So, that's that. Uh, So, basically, what you should be prepared for is the release uh, is the release of hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens over the next month or so because that's exactly what's going to happen and that's exactly what the Supreme Court uh, ruled. Well, with the bad comes the good. At least there was one good decision today, and it does a serious blow to the Environmental Protection Agency which should make all of us happy. According to Fox News, uh, the Supreme Court dealt a significant blow to Biden administration's climate change agenda, ruling Thursday that the Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA, cannot pass sweeping regulations that could overhaul entire industries without additional congressional approval. The 6-3 decision limits how far the executive branch can go enforcing new environmental regulations on its own. Those environmental regulations, by the way, Um, are called ESG regulations, 
And it's something that that big great reset that I've, I've talked about, the big reset or the great reset I've been talking about, that's what they're basically saying. Yeah, no, you can't do that. Capping carbon dioxide emissions at a level that will force a nationwide transition away from the use of coal to generate electricity may be a sensible solution to the crisis of the day, but it is not possible that Congress gave the EPA the authority to adopt on its own such regulatory scheme in Section 111D, Chief Justice John Roberts said in the court's opinion. Referencing, I mean, John Roberts said this is a bad law. That's got to tell you something. Referencing Section 111 of the Clean Air Act, a decision of such magnitude and consequence rests with Congress itself or an acting agency or an agency acting pursuant to clear delegation from the representative body. That would be another thing I would like to see eliminated is Congress cannot delegate power to cannot delegate power to bureaucracies. I'd like, and, and basically this is where this ends for me. The, I won't even read the rest because it's not important. The EPA, DHS, and hundreds, including the IRS, hundreds of other bureaucracies kind of make up their own laws because Congress sits back and says they can. And I don't believe in that. I believe that these bureaucracies can recommend laws that Congress has to go and pass. But the problem is, the Constitution is a really simple document. The Constitution, it's only 5,000 words, read it. It's not that long. The Constitution basically makes passing of laws very difficult. And they do that for a reason, because laws should be difficult to pass. Regulations should be difficult to pass. When a Congress decides to delegate their power to a a bureaucracy, then that bureaucracy, it's very easy to create laws. And EPA is notorious for doing this. The IRS is notorious for doing this. DHS is notorious for doing this. I think we need a constitutional amendment that actually limits not only the power of bureaucracy, but limits the life of a bureaucracy. DHS was made up back in, I think, 2005, 2006, after 9-11. You know, DHS needs to go away. It has overrun their, uh, their lifetime. They're not, they're not important right now. And they are beginning to take power, like being able to spy on Americans, that they should have never had. I would like to see a constitutional amendment that basically says bureaucracies, they can last five years and then they need to prove their existence is valuable. And if they're not, they're defunded and they're eliminated. DHS should have been eliminated probably 10, 12 years ago. All right. Here's another story. I, I, we had a president impeached twice for no real reason. He made a speech before a riot where 200 droogs ran into the Capitol building and he got impeached for a phone call. But the second we have a president that is so obviously corrupt, we just ignore it and call it Russian disinformation. Well, I got news to you. You can't call this Russian disinformation because his voice is on, is on the phone and we have a recording of it. 
Hunter's laptop keeps giving Joe Biden headaches. I, and because on this laptop, which they still have 30 gigs of encrypted information they just cracked, and they're going to find a lot. Um, there's a voicemail from Joe Biden telling Hunter that he didn't have to worry about all the money he was taking over from China because the New York Times released an article that says that, oh yeah, Hunter didn't do anything wrong. And all Joe got a copy of that article a day before the article was released. Isn't that all convenient? Well, here's uh, Joe Biden actually calling Hunter and telling him, don't worry about all the corrupt crap you're doing and all the money you've taken. No one cares. Hey, pals, Dad. It's 8.15 um, on uh, Wednesday night. If you get a chance, give me a call. Nothing urgent. Just want to talk to you. I thought the article, at least the thing on online, was going to be printed tomorrow in the Times, was good. I think it's clear. And uh, Anyway, um, if you get a chance, give me a call. I love you. This is incredible. It's incredible and it's disgusting in so many different ways. It shows that Hunter has been collecting money from China and that he's been trying to hide it. Of course, we knew all about this. We just didn't know to what extent. It shows that Joe Biden knew about it. And suddenly all those payments we keep hearing about, they suddenly sound like, yeah, they're probably happening. It shows that the New York Times is in on this whole thing and they're covering it up. Do you think Donald Trump would have gotten an article like this before it was published? It also shows us that Hunter Biden really needs to stop recording absolutely everything which he has a tendency of doing as we will see in this next story with Hunter. Apparently, Joe Biden lent Hunter $200,000. Why? Hunter owed $10,000 to an escort service. Now, it is not known whether Joe Biden actually knew about what Hunter Biden had to pay for, but it doesn't matter he just hands his son $200,000. I'm sorry, getting getting uh, $200 for my dad is 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 not hard, but it it's I I I don't feel comfortable doing it. He took 200,000 from his dad. And we don't know I for all we know, we don't know what his dad knew. By the way, how do we know this? Because on the laptop from hell that people are really still going over, three, four years they've been going over this laptop. They're still finding crap. They found the transactions. They found the transactions that he, uh, his payments. And they found this video file of him talking to one of his prostitutes, one of the hookers, and she was really upset because it took him so long to get her $10,000. Who pays $10,000 for a hooker, by the way? You couldn't see her face or anything, but I, I mean, my God, and it's a Russian hooker, of course, because, you know, you wonder why we're fighting the war in Ukraine? 
Do you think maybe Zelensky in Ukraine has something on Biden? Joe Biden? Yeah, I'm thinking probably. So let's listen to this video clip of Hunter berating his hooker or his favorite hooker because she's upset he didn't give her the $10,000 he promised her. Listen. Sweetheart. Hey. Hey. Are you okay? Everything fine? Are you hurt in any way? Any any way are you hurt? Hey. Is anything hurt on you? Anything? I was literally saying I'm sorry that it took so long to give you ten thousand dollars. Do you have any bruise? Anything? Is any have I ever touched you in a bad way? Ever. Have I asked you every time if I could touch you? Every time. Sweetheart, look at me. You cannot talk to me that way and say things like that. Because I'm more respectful than anyone you've ever met. Are you okay? What? Yeah. No. I thought you said you wanted water. It's the only water I have. This guy is such a low-life piece of crap. I, I, my God, I'm surprised he's still alive. And by the way, he sounds like he's like a 14-year-old. He acts like a 14-year-old, 18-year-old, 19-year-old. This is a 52-year-old man. And this man has done nothing but F up his life. This is a man who is effing his brother's wife after the brother died. This is a man of no morals. And he's also arrogant and self-centered. I mean, my God, he's yelling at this chick because he didn't pay her the $10,000 he owed her. By the way, who the hell spends $10,000 on a hooker. I'm sorry. I don't do hookers. That just not a thing for me. But $10,000? Really? Can't find someone cheaper? Listen, I can't wait till the Republicans take over. If the Republicans do not investigate this crap when they take over in November, I may never vote again. This stuff all has to be investigated. All of it has to be investigated. Okay, speaking of has to be investigated, someone needs to go to jail in California. And I don't mean investigated, and I don't mean needs to be impeached, or I don't mean they need to resign. This person needs to go to jail. According to the Wall Street Journal, California Attorney General Rob Bonta released a trove of data on firearms in America's most populous state to the public Monday in what he said was an effort to improve transparency on a fraught topic. The next day, the Democrats took office took uh, the Democrats office took down the online dashboard after discovering it resulted in a data breach in which personal information of the state's concealed carry weapons permit holders was also shared. 
Among the information that could be downloaded were the names, ages, addresses of the gun permit holders, their date of birth too, and the Attorney General's office said in a statement Tuesday, it didn't disclose how many people have been affected. So who was affected? Judges, prosecutors, police officers, domestic violence victims, and legal gun owners. Their names, their date of births, their addresses, their gun serial numbers were all published online. This happened after seven days after the uh, uh, concealed permits were eliminated, requirements were eliminated in New York. Do you think that's a coincidence? Bonta said, quote, this unauthorized release of personal information is unacceptable and falls short of my expectations for this department. We acknowledge the stress this may cause those individuals whose information was exposed. I am deeply disturbed and angered. Notice he's missing something there. He's sorry. He did it. He's in charge of the, he's in charge of that specific website. He caused this. And I'm going to say something to the, it's unacceptable and all this thing. I'm going to wait two, four seconds for you to lower the radio right now or lower whatever podcast you're listening to in case there are kids there. Three, two, one, bullshit. This is all bullshit. This guy needs to be fired. And anyone who posted this crap needs to be jailed. And probably Bonta himself needs to, needs to go to jail. This is completely illegal. What he did. This, again, this was done seven days after the Supreme Court ruled that what the regulations that New York put on concealed permits was unconstitutional. Seven days. You think this is a coincidence? And by the way, the Attorney General said it was an accident, but does it sound like an accident? The timing is a little weird here. And by the way, isn't this how the left deals with their enemies? And in this case, the enemy is law-abiding gun carriers. They dox them. That's what they do. They've always done this. This is part of their playbook. They dox them. Now I've got I've got the address of a judge and I can go shoot that judge. I completely I, Oh, and this story is not even being paid attention to. This story is not even a top headline anywhere. I'm sorry. If we had, if I had decided to take information about people who have had abortions and put their names, their date of births, their social security numbers, and the date of their abortions, and their address, do you think I wouldn't be arrested? I would never do that. It's immoral. Forget illegal. It's immoral. You're basically setting these people up to be killed. Absolutely incredible. The state of California has become, and here, five, four, three, two, 
One, the state of California has become a freaking shithole. It has become an anarchist paradise. It has become a communist state. That now everyone is demonized. Okay, yeah, a lot of rage today. Maybe I'm going to do a podcast tomorrow since I, I skipped Tuesday. Um, I, I, and I've got stories. I, I can't lie. I've, I've actually got stories. So anyway, um, I hope you had a great day. Uh, if I don't do a podcast, I hope you have a great weekend. This is Gene, and you listen to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>